So again, you're all very welcome to our Mass today on this Feast of the Baptism of Jesus. Uh, I presume many of you or all of you have seen uh, a series on TV called Ross Kemp Extreme World. Maybe? No? Okay. It's, it, it's, so there's a, an actor named Ross Kemp. He was in EastEnders, I believe. And uh, he goes around the world uh, looking at kind of delving into and discovering all about like the, the worst of gangland. So like he'll go and he'll visit a mafia family. What's it like to be mafia? And who have you killed? And or he'll go to. Uh, he, he was in a in a, a prison in in Peru and uh, visiting gangs in in Mexico and uh, drug runners, all this kind of stuff. Uh, so the, the Johannesburg, Johannesburg was absolutely incredible. The 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 they did a couple of episodes there. No, I've only I've only I've only seen two episodes. So like I'm not an, an, an even partial two partial episodes, but they were. F- fascinating just how bad things can actually get how far people can actually fall but what I always found interesting just in the two episodes that I saw was that in this whole gangland uh, lifestyle young men especially they wanted to belong right so like you people aspired to join this gang young men like maybe who were uh, disenfranchised angry with the system, poor, they wanted to get into these gangs, even though in these gangs you'd have to do horrific things, and they knew it. And so for, for one of the things in Colombia, a, a drug-running cartel there, in order to get into the gang, you had to kill someone beforehand, you know? And then once you've done that, now, you, now you're already a murderer, now you can join us. Uh, there's this other gang in the States uh, called the, the, the Bloods, and you know, similarly, in order to get into th- th- these gangs, you have to do something horrific in order to get into it. And then, by the way, when you do join, very often the initiation ceremony for you is that the whole gang will beat you up. Welcome to the family. <laughs> the reason being, if you betray us or if you leave us, this is just a small little foretaste of what's going to come to you. Okay, so like, you see how, how twisted it is. People want to belong to this thing that's going to cost them... Their morality, maybe their soul, they'll have to do these awful things, and if they try to leave, they'll be killed. And yet they choose it. Such is the desire in men or in people to belong to something that they feel makes a difference, even if it's crazy, even if it's, let's say, drug running, even if it's, if it's terrorism. They want to belong to something that they believe makes a difference. And they're willing to go to all these extreme lengths to, to get into it, to, to be part of something, to be considered part of this exceptionally dysfunctional family. This is what they will do. And it just got me thinking about um, baptism, the idea of baptism, where, where God wants to make it as easy as possible. We don't, we don't have to jump through all these hoops or do difficult things in order to become part of, the, of, our, of our Christian family. We just have to be baptized. It's the easiest thing going when we were studying canon law we are, when you when you study the canon law is the, the law of the church right so we have to kind of study we have to study where the limits of 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 the sacraments are like how far if you cut the mass if you cut this out of the mass is still valid if you cut that out of the mass is still valid if you cut this out of, out of baptism is still valid what's the kind of the essential right sine qua no it's not valid so uh so it's very when it comes to baptism it's astoundingly simple Right? All you need is water, 
which is poured over your head, and, it, and the following words can be said by anyone, even by a Muslim, Hindu, non-practicing Jew, atheist, Satanist. A Satanist can baptize you. Yes, they can. As long as they are baptizing you according to your wishes and your understanding, not theirs. They say, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Voila, you are baptized. And that's actually, that's the essential. Everything else, it, it's good. All these other bits are important and nice and have profound meaning as well. But this is the essential rite. So then we asked our professor, um, sir, what if, you didn't have, what, what if you didn't have water? And he said, what are you suggesting? Well, I said, what if you had milk? Can you be baptized with milk? What's the answer, people? No, can't be baptized with milk because it has to be something that you clean with. So if you're, if you're in a desert, like, and all that's there is, I don't know, honey, would you clean something with honey? No. So you can't be baptized with honey or milk or Coke or, I don't know, spit. Sorry, but we did ask that question as well. Like, what if, you know, what if it was river? No, you can't. So, yeah, but water. Water is fairly common. It's fairly easily found in the whole world. That's, that's the essential. That, that's what's required for baptism. So you see how, how easy, how easy God makes it to be part of his family. That's all he asks of us. Now, obviously, once you get into the family, kind of like, I don't want to really compare it to a business, but if we compare it to a business, just briefly, <clears throat> everyone is very familiar with when they're being employed, you have rights, all right, your employment rights. You can't be worked more than a certain number of hours. You have to get minimum wage. Uh, everyone who works the same work, equal work for equal pay, regardless of race, color, creed, gender, and so on and so forth. Okay, so we're all very aware of our rights. But also as an employee, you have responsibilities, the other side of it. You're getting paid to do a job. Do your job. Do what you're paid to do. Do it well. Do it responsibly. If there are accidents, report them. If there are and so on. So rights and responsibilities. So when we become part of the church, we're entering into a, a, a family with God as our father, our lady as our mother, the church as our home. And in that family, just like in any family, it's great that we have such rights within a family. Wonderful. You know, you have a right to, you don't have a right to a single room. Uh, you have a right to access to the fridge, hopefully. You have a right maybe to three meals a day. Uh, but you also have to pull your weight and do the occasional chore and tidy up after yourself and do what you're asked to do in order to be a helpful part of the family. So you have rights, but you have responsibilities. And as I say, in employment, it's very, very clear. Rights and responsibilities. Also in the church, we have certain rights, but we have certain responsibilities too. We have the incredible grace of calling God our Father, but I think what's always important for us in, in our faith journey, and that's what it is, it's not a, once you're baptized, that's the destination, that's the beginning of the journey. Entering the church, becoming baptized, is, it, it's, it's a step, it's a very important step, it's the, it's the first step, but it's not the destination. Nor is first, first Holy Communion, nor is confirmation, nor is marriage, nor is ordination. None of these things are a destination. They're all the next step in, in the journey, but the journey continues. After these sacraments, the journey continues because the journey doesn't stop until you get to heaven. And that journey can be interrupted by all sorts of things along the way. So it's not that any one of these sacraments and, and then you're there. No, we, we, we have to continuously and daily walk with the Lord. And that's my suggestion for today. We'll be re renewing our baptismal promises shortly now after the homily. And I think it's so healthy and necessary to ask ourselves, Lord, is there something more that I can do for you? 
is there something more that I can do for you? Is there something more that I can give you? Rather than saying, you know, I go to Mass, I have my, I have my job done, I have the minimum done. But is there something more I can do for you? And that doesn't have to be big. It could be as simple as starting your day two minutes earlier, three minutes earlier with a prayer, finishing your day with prayer, carving some time out of your day to be with the Lord. I think daily prayer is so essential. The Lord asks us to go to Mass on a, weekly, on a weekly basis, absolutely. But by that, by saying that, he doesn't mean, and for the rest of the week you can, you can ignore me, or should ignore me, or it doesn't matter. We're called, we're asked by the church to go to, to, to Mass on a weekly basis. But I think our relationship with the Lord needs to be daily. Why? Because the battle is daily. Because the negativity is daily. Because the attacks on your family are daily. Because the attacks on your soul are daily. And so we need this daily contact with the Lord, this daily bread, this daily... We need prayer daily. And it's, it's, it's such a gift, it's such a grace, it's such a, 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 a wonderful way to, to live our lives, walking each day with the Lord. And the more we do it with the heart, then the less of a chore it becomes, the more of a, of a life-giving experience it becomes. But it must be daily. It must, our prayer life must be daily. And again, the church in her wisdom over the centuries, in order to make things as simple as possible for us, gives us prayers where we don't even have to invent the words ourselves. Like if you pray the rosary or the Divine Mercy Chapel, you don't actually have to even invent the words. You don't have to kind of sit down and be all kind of poetic. You know, Lord on high, he who abounds in the shadow of the most high and dwells in the infinite regresses of, I don't know. <laughs> you don't have to invent marvelous words and you can just say prayers that already exist so you don't even have to think very much very very simple you know so these these prayers they're, they're a gift they're a gift to us so it means you can pray driving you can pray washing up you can pray topping fields and foot and turf you can you can pray at all times and it's it's this is a school this is a school that to be honest if i'm completely honest with you i feel like a complete beginner in this one myself you know to try and pray at all times i'm useless at it useless because I'm a man and I do one thing at a time so I think it's easier to do a job and then pray and then do a job and then pray I find it hard to pray while doing a job I just find that very difficult I'm, but this, this is the idea though to try and transform our day into prayer and transform everything we do into prayer and to live always then in communion with God why? because that's the goal of life that's what heaven is that's where we hope to go so we want to practice that here and now. So in virtue of our baptism, we're taken into this family. And in this family, we have so many graces available to us, all of the sacraments. But we also have responsibilities that, that we're asked to walk with the Lord on a daily basis. And only I can do that for myself. No one can do it for me. So we ask the Lord today for each one of us to renew our desire to walk with him, to renew our desire to be a, an active member of his family. That we might experience what we read in our psalm, that the Lord will bless his people with peace.